And um, God is good, amen. While we're standing, let's just agree in prayer, shall we? Heavenly Father, we thank you where two or three, just two or three are gathered. You're in our midst. Thank you, Jesus. We receive every need met. For your word says you shall meet every single need according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that every need is met according to your word, which cannot change. We thank you, Lord, for health and healing in this place, that no COVID, no sickness, no disease can dwell in the presence of Almighty God where two or three are. In his name. We curse COVID, we curse sickness, we curse disease. Any disease in the lungs, we have clear lungs, clear breath. The breath of life dwells in these mortal bodies and is quickening our mortal bodies each and every day. Let's all take a deep breath. Fresh lungs, pink lungs, healed lungs, clear, healthy lungs. In Jesus' name, perfect circulation of blood through those lungs, through the bodies, through the arteries, through the veins. Say it with me, I have perfect circulation. I can do all things through Christ, which gives me his strength, and I shall run and never grow weary and walk and never grow faint. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Glory to God. Isn't God good? <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's do something first. We're going to start by taking up our offering today. Is that okay with everyone? Before I teach on spiritual laws that govern physical wealth. I had a message. It was called The Gifts in You. And the Lord changed it at 4 a.m. on me this morning and gave me this message instead called Spiritual Laws that Govern Physical Wealth. And I believe the, lo- the world is going to need to hear this. Amen? <laughs> Spiritual laws that govern physical wealth. So, Father, we just pray over our offering today in Jesus' precious name. We thank you, Lord, for the ability and the privilege to give, to sow, and to reap. We thank you, Lord, that with every seed sown into good soil, you multiply it, and you increase our fruits of our righteousness, our harvest. And we are faithful to use our lips and tongues and call in that harvest on a daily basis so we have more to give with, more to live with, and more to bless our families with and others with. We thank you, Lord, that we are prosperity agents of change on this earth, sent to the earth from heaven in Jesus' precious name to change its makeup, to change its desire, to change its way it does things. Thank you, Lord, for implanting in each believer the economy of heaven and sending them to earth with that economy. Lord, open our eyes of our understanding that they may be enlightened, that we may know the hope of your calling and what that economy is and how to function in it, that we may see great days ahead, not days of famine, but days of harvest and abundance. For you are our shepherd, and we shall not want. We thank you, Lord, that we live in our wants and not in our necessities, for every need is met to the believer, to the Christian, in your kingdom. And we agree with you what your word says in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. And say, here comes my harvest. Amen. If you're online, you can sow seed at ElishaMarkMinistries.com, and there's a giving link there for you as well. And we pray over every seed for a hundredfold return. The Bible says it. That settles it. Amen. You will increase through your giving, I guarantee it, just like I have. And God is not a respecter of persons. He's a respecter of faith. And faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Amen? So praise God forevermore. We thank you for your seed. God will multiply it. And you call in your harvest, and it will come back to you. Amen. So again, the title of this message is Spiritual Laws that Govern Physical Wealth. 
Before we just get into that, though, the year gave me, uh, the Lord gave me the theme for the year. I asked the Lord in October, I said, Lord, do you have a word for 2021? I haven't really heard too much on the upcoming year by any of the prophets, any of the ministers I follow. And he said two simple words. He said, it's the year of the kingdom and freedom. It's the year of the kingdom and freedom, 2021. Wow. So you'll probably hear me say that every year, every message during this year and 2021. Amen? The year of the kingdom and freedom. Well, that rules out a communist agenda. Amen? That rules out a socialist agenda. Amen? I believe I heard from heaven, and this is the year of the kingdom and freedom. Amen. Land of the free. Amen. Home of the brave. One nation who? Under who? Under who? God. Indivisible with liberty, freedom, and justice for everyone. Amen. Not one person left out. What a free nation we have. Lord, we just thank you for our free nation. We thank you that we can gather. We thank you, Lord, that you've empowered us and quickened us to do all things. We give you praises for this land. We have prayed mightily for this land, and now we're seeing things come to pass. We thank you, Lord, for uh, uprooting the ungodly and erecting the righteous. For when the ungodly reign, the people mourn. But when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. So we thank you, Lord, for a ruling king in righteousness over this nation, over this land. We thank you, Lord, that President Trump does two terms. We thank you for his next term. And we thank you, Lord, that Michael Pence will back that up with a term. And then Ivanka will come in and spread healing over this nation. You are raising up an Esther in our midst. And, Lord, we thank you for that. In Jesus' precious name, that you have the next 12 years covered at least. We give you all the praises and the glory, and we exercise our faith and stand on that agenda that's from heaven. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. And say, I won't let go of it. Yeah. Say, I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by fake news. I'm not moved by lies. I'm only moved by the truth and what God tells me. Amen forevermore. On that note, too, there's two vaccines coming out for the COVID virus. Uh, Pfizer has one, P-Z-I-F-E-R. And then there's another one that's already been uh, legalized in the United States for emergency use. Um, but this is just my word of encouragement and advice. Don't take the vaccine yet. Amen. Uh, wait till it's tried and tested if you can. And if you know someone who's had the disease and they're in fear, bring them here and we'll lay hands on them and set them free and give them peace. Only Jesus can bring. Amen. So uh, just wait on that. Amen. That's my advice. Wait on the vaccine and just get your healing through the word of God like you're supposed to. Amen. And he will set you free and give you perfect peace. And again, if you know anyone with a disease and is in fear, bring them here. Amen. We've laid hands on tumors. I've laid hands on cancer. I've laid hands on everything. HIV. I'm not scared. Amen. Bring them here. We'll lay hands on them. They'll get healed in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Where two or three agree on anything, it shall be done for them. On that, well, let's just look at the book of James, since the Lord has me here. It's scriptural. Amen. What I just said is scriptural. But let's look at it and put our eyes on it in the book of James. And James 5. Glory to God. And verse 13, James 5:13 says, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing songs. Do we have any cheerful people in the, in the yeah. house tonight? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Let him sing songs. David sang 150 of them and gave them to us. So that, that's a start. Amen. Verse 14, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray. This is God's answer for sickness and disease to his body. Amen. Let him call for the elders of the church. So where are you supposed to call first? To the church, not the doctor. You're supposed to go to your church first, not your doctor. Let him call. This is the word. This is scripture. Let him call first for the elders of the church and let them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. 
I always carry oil. I have for five years, right here. Amen. We'll anoint you with oil. We'll pray over the sick. And let them pray over them in the name of the Lord, anointing them with oil. And the prayer of faith, those who believe the word, the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise them up. The Lord himself will do this. So if you're sick, get in church. It's the place to be. Amen? Amen. Then if the Lord instructs you to call, to call your doctor from there, so be it. But always inquire of the Lord first. Amen? Yeah. And do what he says first. Yeah. You should act on his word just like you were a trusted lawyer or a trusted physician. Because he is the great physician. Amen? And he's our advocate. Praise God forevermore. The word works. And, and the next verse says, And if he or she has committed any sins, they'll be forgiven them just by us laying hands on them. Amen? They will be forgiven. Amen. That's scripture. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of faith. Amen. It's good to be in the house of God. Praise God forevermore. Father, anoint this message. Thank you, Lord, for speaking through lips of clay. We rebuke any outside distractions or disturbances of any kind. We thank you, Lord, that you are moving mightily in this, in this earth, in our midst. And Lord, I'm fully expecting a great miracle by Christmas in this nation. Things are going to get upturned and uplifted. And Father, we thank you for miracles this Christmas before 2021. I believe we're going to see some great things in the days ahead. Thank you, Father, for doing it. You are the miracle worker. You've never changed. Thank you, Lord, for this season of miracles and visitations of heaven. I believe uh, amped up angelic manifestations are going to occur. People are going to start seeing angels that have been around them their whole life. And you're just going to see the power and the glory of the kingdom of God unlike you ever have before. As the world gets darker and darker, God is going to show how bright he really is. And how bright you really are. Amen? Amen. Say, the kingdom's in me. The kingdom's in me. And my steps get brighter and brighter. Until the end. Say, this Bible, this word, is always good news. I hear it. I listen to it. And I receive it. Therefore, I'm always happy. Because I only take in good news. <laughs> Amen. 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 You can go anywhere to hear bad news. Amen. So just keep coming here and attend to the good news. Amen. God will always have a good report for you. Amen. By his stripes you were healed. Through his poverty you were made rich. That'll last forever. Amen. That is a good report. But let's start in Galatians 6, 9. You can turn there in your Bible if you want. Otherwise, I'm just going to read this verse from the Philip translation. Again, the title of this message is Spiritual Laws That Govern Physical Wealth. And I believe people, I, I know, I need, God says I need people to get a hold of this. He needs people to get a hold of this. Amen? Because this is what will last. Uh, Galatians 6, 9 in the Phillips translation says, A man's harvest in life is made up entirely, say entirely with me, entirely from the seeds that he sows. I'll read that again. A man's harvest in his life is made up entirely from the seeds that he sows. I just want to say God is not after your money. But he is after your seed. And if he can get your seed, he'll multiply it to give you your harvest. And a man's harvest in life is made up entirely from the seeds that he sows. If you're not a seed sower, you're not a reaper. You'll never have a harvest. You have to sow a seed to get a harvest. If you have a need, sow a seed. Amen? 2 Corinthians 9.8 says, He ministers seed to the sower and bread for food. 
He'll give you seed for sowing that'll increase you and multiply you. And bread for your food. He'll meet your every need. Just don't eat the seed. Eat the bread. Amen? <laughs> you want to sow your seed? Any good farmer will tell you, do not eat the seed. Sow the seed so that it can become a harvest. And only God can multiply seed. It's miraculous. God gave man seed, right? And he gave woman a womb. Amen? But God does all the middle part. He breathes into that baby the breath of life. He changes that seed into a fruit. The fruit of the womb. Amen? Only God can change seed into fruit. That's his job. Amen? That's not our job. That's his job. Amen? We sow the seed. He does the middle part, the time part, and we reap the harvest in the end. Amen? So let God do his job, but you have to do yours. Amen? Every good farmer will tell you, sow the seed, don't eat the seed. Wait till the fruit's produced. Eat the fruit, not the seed. Amen? Praise God everywhere. That's why he's such a get so against abortion. God's created every man. He's breathing to every baby, every womb, the breath of life. So you're cutting out God's life when you come against an unborn child. Over 60 million abortions in the U.S. Somebody's going to have to pay for that, which is why I believe uh, Mike Pence will come into office. And I like that play on words, recompense. Recompense. Mike Pence, recompense. Because somebody's going to have to pay before they get to heaven on earth. You sow and you reap. Amen? So someone's going to have to pay for allowing 60 million murders to be accomplished in the United States. Some lawgivers are going to have to, some judges are going to have to give account. They'll be judged here and now if we're faithful. If we speak the word, they'll be judged on the earth before they get to heaven. And so they have a chance to repent. Because he's willing for all men to be saved. Amen? God doesn't want to add to the death toll. He wants to take from and give life to all men. Amen? Praise God forevermore. God is anti-abortion. He's the creator of all life. Amen. You can't be forgotten abortion at the same time. He's not bipolar. You shouldn't be either. Amen? He's the life giver, not the life taker. He never takes life. He's always giving life. John 10, Jesus said it best. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come to give you life and life in full. And he said, I only do and say what the Father tells me. He didn't say one word that wasn't in line with his Father. So that's God's best. He's the giver of life. He never takes it. Amen? That's why he told us to pray for our enemies, bless our enemies. Give them a sporting chance. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Before they die. Amen forevermore. Hallelujah. God is so good. So only God can take the seed and turn it into fruit. He ministers seed to the sower and bread for food. Don't eat the bread, sow the seed. Eat the bread, yeah. not the seed, sow the seed. Bada bing, we got that, amen? This is how it works. Genesis 8.22 is the law of increase. If you like to look there, Genesis 8.22 is the law of increase. And it says, as long as the earth remains, it is intact, so shall seed, time, and harvest. What you sow, you're going to reap. If, you said, if you've been saying, I, I feel sick, guess what? That's going to remain. You're going to reap that harvest that you just sowed. Amen? You're going to feel sick until you change your confession and, uh, instead and say, I feel better. I'm feeling better every day. I'm getting better and better. My health increases every day. I will live to 120 years. I'm getting stronger and stronger each day. For what a man sows, that shall he also reap. Amen. Praise God. Life and death are in the tongue. Victory and defeat are in the tongue. Amen? And those who eat it, uh, those who sow it will love it. Amen? and see long days. Keep sowing life. Amen. Genesis 26, 12. We'll go to the book of the beginnings as well. Genesis 26, 12. Says Isaac, you know Isaac was in the blessing line. Amen. You can trace Jesus, the birth of Jesus, on Joseph's and Mary's side to Isaac. Amen. He was in the blessing line. 
It says Isaac. Say, I'm in the blessing line. Say, the blessing's on me. Everywhere we go. You know, we took the kids to South Coast Plaza yesterday just to go on a little shopping spree. Because we I'm a habitual sower. I went to Mexico to sow seed. Amen? I got seed into a church down there. I keep planting seed. I keep sowing seed. And then there's just something that rises up in my spirit, whether I have the harvest not or yet. That says, hey, I've sown seed. I'm due a harvest. I'm going on a shopping spree. I'm good. God's going to provide everything. Amen? So we did, and we went to the Disney store. We were the first ones in line at the Disney store. They even gave them little masks to wear into the store. Praise God. Bless their precious hearts. We should have laid hands on her as well. But we went to the Disney store. We were the only ones, the first ones in line. There was one couple before us. They went right in. Then it was us, the first ones in line. We went to that store. We bought some stuff. When we came out, the line was backed up. Throughout the whole store. The blessing follows you. The blessing follows you. Businesses should want you in them. Amen? Businesses should should want you. You should be well desired. Amen? Because the blessing's on your life. Amen? The blessing's on me. Say the blessing's on me. And it follows me everywhere I go. Say good things are chasing me down. As I chase God down. See, that's how it works. We chase our Father down and stuff overtakes us. Amen? Blessings will overtake you. Amen. As you allow him to overtake your life. Isaac sowed in the land of famine. Get that. Isaac sowed in the land of famine. Don't stop sowing. In famine is the time to keep sowing. Amen. When you're, when you're struggling or you're barely getting by, that is the time to sow seed. Amen. Because you want to set up your tomorrow today. Amen. Any financial advisor is telling you that. Put some stuff away for yourself first. 20% if you can. God's into saving. God's into sowing. God's into working. Amen. And he performs all the miracles in between. Praise God. But it says, Isaac sowed in the land of famine. When things weren't looking good, when things were bleak, when it looked like no prosperity, nothing was around, Isaac decided to sow in that land, led by the Holy Spirit. Why? So he could reap a harvest. No seed, no harvest. Isaac sowed in the land of famine and reaped. Reaping is always connected with sowing. Amen. Giving is always connected with receiving in the Bible. According to the Word of God, I can't find a verse in here that giving and receiving do not go hand in hand. Receiving is always attached to giving. Whenever you give, expect to receive. The Lord says, I have some wonderful givers in the church, but I don't have too many wonderful receivers. You have to receive first. You have to be open to receive for God to bless you. John Wesley once said, uh, the leader of the Methodist movement, I believe it was Methodist, he, he once said, I believe God cannot do anything on earth unless somebody asks him to do it first. You have to give God permission to bless you. Every morning I wake up, God, here I am in Orange County, the blessing overtakes me today. I give you full permission to bless my household today. Amen. On earth as it is in heaven. You've got to give God permission to move. He's a perfect gentleman. He won't move without your permission. Remember, he gave you, Adam and Eve, authority, mankind authority. He can't move until you move. Amen? We're his body. He's the head. But the head can't move without the body. Right? So the body moves, and there's the head performing everything he wishes. But you're going to have to make a move. Amen? You're going to have to release your faith to see great days ahead. Isaac sowed in that land of famine and reaped, what? A hundredfold. A hundredfold right there in Genesis. Amen? That's why I stand on it in this ministry. For every seed that comes in, a hundredfold back to you. Amen? It's in the Bible. I stand on it for you. You need to stand on it for you as well. Because a cord of two or three strands is not easily broken. You should be receiving a hundredfold. I've received fivefold, tenfold, thirtyfold on seeds. But I'm waiting until I get all hundred in. Amen? Because the Bible said it and that settles it. 
God is a God of prosperity, not lack. He created the entire Garden of Eden, put gold, onyx, jewels, rubies, everything in that garden, created paradise. And then he created Adam and Eve and placed them in that paradise where every need would be met for their entire lives. God is a God of prosperity, not lack. That's Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Not need. (laughs) I shall not want. He gives us the desires of our hearts. Amen? He's a God of abundance. He's El Shaddai. That's one of his names. For God not to be a big God, the God of prosperity, he has to change his name. And again, he's not bipolar. He's not changing his name. Amen? Praise God forevermore. Say, he calls me by name. And I'm not changing my name either. If God never changes, neither will I. Amen? You remain constant. I'm always sowing seed, therefore I'm always reaping harvest. Amen? You remain constant no matter what's going on out there in the world. You stay firm and planted in the word. Amen? And Satan will always try to steal the word out of your heart to get you not to act on it. Because he knows it's the doer of the word that's blessed in his doing. Not in just his hearing. It's the doer, the actor of the word that's blessed in his doing. So you have to sow seed to reap a harvest. Amen? You can't just hear a good message on giving, sowing and reaping and not act and expect to receive the word. You have to be a doer, a planter of the word to reap what it says. Amen? Praise God. That's good preaching, Brother Eli. Amen. Amen. Amen forevermore. Don't stop sowing in famine. When hard times hit, they hit my harvest. They don't hit me. When hard times hit or financial famine tries to hit, they hit the harvest. That's what they're supposed to hit, your harvest. They're not supposed to hit you. They're supposed to hit your harvest. You've sown enough seed, it hits your harvest. It doesn't touch you. You're unaffected. Amen? We'll see that here in Genesis 41. Go with me to Genesis 41 to the, to the story of Joseph here. When hard times hit, they hit the harvest, not your bank account. Amen? They hit you. They, they hit the harvest, not you. Genesis 41. Praise God. I hope I don't lose anyone. Stay with me. God always needs something to work with. Jesus didn't just take out a thin air and feed 20,000 people. He took a boy's lunchable. <laughs> Two loaves. Loaves and fish. Amen. Two fish, five loaves. And fed 20,000 people. It says 5,000 men. Scholars say with women and children added, at least 20,000 people were fed by a little boy's lunch. And what was the remnant left over? 12 baskets full. One for each apostle. They saw those baskets pass their way. Back to that little boy. That was his harvest. He sowed one lunch, reaped 12 for his whole household. Amen? But the apostles all saw those baskets coming down the line, given to that boy. They probably handed him back. They took the lunch from the boy, it says. The disciples, the apostles took it. They gave it to Jesus. Jesus gave thanks over what little he had, and then it multiplied. That was the seed. He planted, he sowed the seed. God multiplied it. That little boy reaped a harvest. Amen? But it all passed through the hands of the apostles. They saw that miracle go down. Amen? Just like the water into wine. They were active. They were involved. So the story there, the principle is you have to be involved in a miracle. In, in 1 Corinthians 12, it says it's the gift of the working of miracles. So that's the only gift that needs to be worked is the working of miracles. Amen? It needs to be worked. God will give you instructions for your miracle to tell you what to do if you listen. He'll tell you what to do, when to do it, where to do it. And he brings the increase. Amen? Again, he gives seed to the sower. You have to give God something to work with first. And he'll multiply it back to you. As long as the earth remains, so will seed time and harvest. 
Never, never count yourself out of your harvest. No matter how long it takes, you just stay with the word, the harvest is coming to me now. And don't speak contrary to it. That's the number one reason why people don't reap. Yeah, they're good givers, God says in the church, but they're not reaping like they should. We need better receivers. But they're speaking against their harvest. You can't say, well, I'm really struggling and expect your harvest at the same time. You got to say, oh, I'm thriving. I'm standing on the word. My harvest is coming to me. I'm doing good. How are you doing? You got enough money? Yeah, my God meets all my needs according to his riches and glory. El Shaddai, he's the God that's more than enough. Yeah, I'm always good. People ask me, are you doing good? I said, as long as God's good, I'll be good. Amen. As long as God's good, I'll be good. Jesus said, there's one that's good, my Father in heaven. As long as God's good, you'll be good. Amen. <laughs> he's God. He cannot change. He can never be bad. He can always be good. Amen. A lot of kids need to hear that at Christmas time, that you can only be on the good list, not the naughty list. Amen. As long as God is good, you're good. Amen. Created in the same exact image and likeness of him. We met the best Santa yesterday <laughs> at South Coast Plaza. It was an outdoor Santa experience this year. <laughs> we walked through all the crystal corda, and he was an outdoor Santa. They created this own little North Pole with all these trees. And they said, would you like your picture with Santa? And we were like, we don't believe in Santa. We just want to walk through and see the forest. <laughs> So we walked through, and then Santa from New Jersey talked our kids into getting a picture. And Olive was just great. Olive was in her flannel shirt, and she just stood with his back, her back toward him like this the whole time. And Sophie and Lily sat down for the picture. And he was heckling jokes. He's like, I'll cut a hole in your stocking. I won't even give you coal. I'll just cut the tips out of the stocking so the coal falls through. If you're not good, you get nothing. <laughs> He said, there's parcel truth there. Okay, keep preaching, Santa. <laughs> and Olive didn't budge, man. Olive was a pillar. Remember Santa yesterday from New Jersey? Yeah, he was, he was rough, but he was the best Santa I met. I was like, I'm so glad we came through the outdoor Santa experience. This is the best Santa I've met. He was good. And then he just loved on him after. It's like, if, you weren't, if this glass wasn't in between us and if you weren't standing there, I'd give you a big hug. You know? He's behind glass, you know? So he can't attack anyone, I guess. <laughs> yeah. He was fun. Jolly all Saint Nick. <laughs> Amen forevermore. What was my point there? Uh, Genesis. Yes, let's go to Genesis 41. Genesis 41 and the story of, of Joseph here. <laughs> Genesis 41, 28. We'll start here. Genesis 41, 28. Is everybody there? Oh, by the way, hello on podcast. Thank you for joining us. We are on podcast at Word of the Ranch, and it's free for nothing, so check us out. Verse 28 says this. This is the thing which I have spoken to Pharaoh. Everyone remember the story of Joseph? How he prophesied in prison there'd be seven, after Pharaoh's dream, he had the dream twice. How he prophesied there'd be seven years of, of plenty and then seven years of famine. Now God doesn't cause famine, we know that, right? God caused Isaac to reap in famine a hundredfold, remember that? God caused that increase. He doesn't cause famine, but he told of what the land's going to come. Remember Joseph was in a strange land, he was in Egypt. This isn't God's people. They're Egyptians, amen? They're in bondage, they're in slavery. They're in a, a whole different kingdom from Israel. Okay, but it said it went throughout the whole earth. So God prepared his people, right? And the Holy Spirit says it will show you things to come. He'll show you when you need to save, amen? Again, so if famine comes, it hits your harvest. You ought to have storehouses, right? Because the blessing says, I'll, I'll bless and command the blessing on your storehouses. 
So the first thing you need to do is open a savings account and get a, store, a storehouse. That's basic, but if you don't have one, you got to have one. Amen? you got to have a storehouse for the harvest. Where do you keep harvest? In the storehouse. Amen? So prepare for your harvest. Get a storehouse. Amen? Where you keep your goods. The overflow. Verse 28. This is the thing which I have spoken to Pharaoh, Joseph says. God has shown Pharaoh. God showed himself to an unbeliever in a vision. Amen? God can do anything at any time. Amen? Let's just take him out of the box already. Praise God. And I believe these two years are going to be great years of manifestation. Supernatural manifestations of God. Speaking to people's hearts. God has shown Pharaoh about what he is about to do. Indeed, again, the translators mistranslated. It's in the permissive sense, never the causative. God doesn't cause death. God doesn't cause famine. God doesn't cause sickness and disease. Amen? He allows it when you step outside of his covenant. If you come into his covenant, yeah, you're free. The blessing's on you. You're free from the kingdom of darkness. You've been grafted into the son of his love. Amen? Praise God forevermore. Isn't God good? Amen. Okay, indeed, seven years of great plenty. Seven years of great plenty will come throughout all the land of Egypt. Of Egypt. But after that, seven years of famine will arise, and all the plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt. And never forget what God has already done. Never forget what God has already done. And the famine will deplete the land. So the plenty will not be known in the land because of the famine following, for it will be very severe. And the dream was repeated to Pharaoh twice, God showed him this dream, because the thing is established by God. God is warning Pharaoh of what's to come. And God will shortly allow it to come to pass. Not bring it to pass. Allow it to come to pass. How many of you know there's an adversary, the devil, on the earth? Now, therefore, let Pharaoh select a discerning and wise man. This is Joseph. And set him over the land of Egypt. This is what Joseph's telling Pharaoh. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land to collect one-fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt in the seven plentiful years. One-fifth. You know, the tithe is one-tenth, right? The tithe is one-tenth. Tithe in Hebrew literally means tenth. The tenth. So you can't say you're a tither and then split your tithes 0.5 and 0.5. The tithe is the tenth. It, it includes the tenth. You're not successfully tithing until you tithe what the tithe is called, the tenth. Amen? You can't split your tithe and call yourself a tither. You have to sow it. I, the Lord has instructed me tithes to this church, and all 10% goes there. Then he's to, told me tithes to this church from this increase. All 10% goes here. So you can move your tithe where he places his name there, but the tithe is a tenth. It's 10 cents on every dollar belongs to him. We're supposed to tip waiters more than that. I hope we do. <laughs> Amen. Sow it as a seed. Sow your taxes as seed. God loves a cheerful giver. Sow it as seed. Tip as a seed. I'm sowing and you reap. Amen. So God gives you more to give because you're a prosperity agent. Amen forevermore. And the famine would deplete the land. Um, and Joseph telling him, uh, appoint a good man over your land. And to collect one-fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt in the seven plentiful years. One-fifth of every crop. And let them gather all the food of those good years that are coming. And store up. Say store up. See, you need a storehouse to store up. And store up grain under the authority of Pharaoh. And let them keep food in the cities. Then that food shall be as a reserve. A reserve. An excess. For the land for the seven years of famine. Which shall be in the land of Egypt. 
that the land may not perish during the famine. We finally got this Christmas figured out. We finally started saving, and I had an amount I wanted for Christmas, and I reached that amount because I started saving earlier in the year. Finally got it figured out after about seven years. (laughs) But God uh, instituted savings. So every person of God should at least be saving. Try to at least save 10%. 10% to God, 10% into your storehouse. Amen? Praise God. 10% into his storehouse, 10% into yours. Amen. And let them gather all the food of the good years and the cities that the food shall be a reserve for the land for the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land may not perish during the famine. So the advice was good in the sight of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom is the Spirit of God? Say, the Spirit of God lives in me. Well, I found at least 12 right here. Amen. Can we find at least one of these men in whom the spirit of God is? This is a heathen and unbeliever saying this. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater to you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Say, I'm the head and not the tail, above only, not beneath. I have set you over, over all the land of Egypt, a foreign land. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring off his hand and put it on Joseph's hand. Woo! That's covenant. That's a covenant ring. And he clothed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. And he had him ride in the second chariot which he had. So if he had the best Rolls Royce, he let him ride in the second best Rolls Royce. Amen? Say, I'm joint heir with the King of Kings. He let him ride in the second chariot which he had, and they cried out before him, Bow the knee! So he set him over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh also said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without your consent, no man may lift his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. Say, the Lord's raising up his righteous to positions of prominence right now. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name Zaphnath Paniah. You know what that literally means in Hebrew or in Egyptian? It literally means... God speaks and he lives. He changed his name, Joseph's name, to God speaks and he's alive. Woo! A foreigner gave him that name. Because he saw God work through the man of God. And he gave him as a wife. Set him up. Set him up. Asenath, the daughter of Potpharah, priest of On. She was a pastor's daughter. He gave her the best. He gave him the best. Amen. He saw he was a man of God. Hey, I got to give him my best. So Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt. Joseph was 30 years young. (laughs) Joseph was 30 years young, the same age Jesus started his ministry. When he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt, Now in the seven plentiful years, the ground brought forth abundantly. So he gathered up all the food of the seven years which were in the land of Egypt, 
and laid up the food in the cities, he laid up in every city the food of the fields which surrounded them. Joseph gathered very much grain, as the sand of the sea, until he stopped counting. That's overflow. That's the blessing in motion. Until he stopped counting. Until he stopped counting. Buy anything you want at any time. That's the blessing. Amen? For it was immeasurable. Say immeasurable. <laughs> the Bible says the blessing will overtake you and the glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former. And to Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine came from Asenath, the daughter of Potpharah, priest of On, <laughs> priest of On, bore to him. Joseph called the name of the first Manasseh, for God has made me forget all my toiling, all my toiling, and all my father's house. And the name of the second he called Ephraim, for God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Remember, he went through prison, went through a ditch, went through affliction, test trial and affliction, in prison for 17 years. God delivered him, amen. Never lost the faith. Always kept the word, always kept the vision alive. Always kept the dream God showed him alive. That he would be the charge. That the Lord would make him the head and not the tail. Above only and not beneath. You can't let the vision die. No matter what you see around you. You have to stick to what you know. Write it down. Make it plain. So that all can run who see it. Habakkuk 2.4 says. Write the vision. Make it plain. Write down the dreams God's given you already. Amen. Praise God forevermore. He will bring them to pass. He is faithful. Say, He is faithful. Amen. And verse 53, Then the seven years of plenty which were in the land of Egypt ended, and the seven years of famine began to come, as Joseph had said. The famine was in all the lands, but in all the land of Egypt there was bread. The famine was in all the world, but in the land of Egypt there was bread. People are going to be running to the church in the last days because we are the bread of life. We house the bread of life living bread and living waters. Amen? That will nourish everyone to their soul, to their spirit. Amen? So when all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread. Then Pharaoh said to all the Egyptians, go to Joseph. The blessing's on him. <laughs> He's a, a founder of covenant. I'm a stranger to covenant. Go to Joseph. Whatever he says to you, do. Hey, doesn't that sound just like what Mary said to Jesus' disciples? Whatever he tells you to do, do it. And he turned the, wine, the water into wine for his first miracle. See, it was the working of miracles. It had to be worked. Amen. Praise God forevermore. Whatever he says to you to do, do it. The famine was over all the face of the earth. It spread, kind of like COVID, right? Spread through all the face of the earth. And Joseph opened all the storehouses. He had more than enough and sold to the Egyptians. Nations came to him. Amen? Nations will come to the church. And the famine became severe in the land of Egypt. Of Egypt. So all countries came to Joseph in Egypt, where he was. That's why when you travel and you go out of town, say, Lord, I'm now in this city. The blessing overtakes me here. I'm now in Mexico. Blessing overtake me here. Amen? And blessings will chase you down everywhere you are because you're a hauser of the blessing. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Do you realize how special you are? Third John 2, beloved. Beloved. I told Joey, if you get the revelation of the beloved, the rest will be easy. Beloved. 
She calls me his beloved. If you get that revelation, prosperity will be easy. Healing will be easy. He calls me his beloved. I wish above all things you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. But first is beloved. Be loved. Amen? Allow yourself to be loved. Become a good receiver, he said. A good receiver, a good recipient of heaven, so that heaven can pass through you. Amen? Into the lives of others, into your own life first, and then into the lives of all those around you. So all countries, all countries came to Joseph in Egypt. I believe America will forever be the lighthouse of the world. The nations will always come here. So all countries came to Joseph in Egypt to buy grain because the famine was severe in all the lands. Notice he just followed instruction, what the Lord told him. And he lived in plenty and so did others who, who came to him. Jesus will never turn you away. Jesus will never turn anyone away. He's more than enough. Amen. He's got enough for the whole world. Amen. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. How do you believe in Jesus? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That's how you believe. It's through the word. You grab hold on it. You call on the name of the Lord. And anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved in their finances, marriages, relationships, bodies, health, businesses. Whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be, definitely will be saved. You got a ticket to heaven. Now you have a ticket to heaven on earth. Amen. How did he teach his disciples to pray? Father, pray this. Father, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. He said to his disciples, speak these words out of your mouth. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We're supposed to call heaven here. We're not supposed to go there. We're supposed to bring it here. And then we're just taking up new heaven, new earth. Amen. I believe we'll be here for his coming. Amen. We are the last day's church, praise God. You are here right now for a very specific time and purpose and reason. Amen. You are highly cherished. You are highly favored. This land is under the best president it's ever had. The best president this nation has ever had. He has done more in the word of God than any other president ever. He has fulfilled more prophecies than any other president. He is being used by God. Amen? Yeah. And men will always criticize men used by God. Amen. Percy ain't cute no more. <laughs> but you're going to suffer persecution if you desire to live godly on the earth. Amen? Yeah. So you don't read the things about you. You don't listen to the things. You have to develop selective hearing. Jesus developed selective hearing and selective doing. When they tried to push him off a cliff, they couldn't. It says he went right through the midst of them. When they persecuted him, he didn't listen to it. He just said, focus, only listening to the voice of his father. So he wouldn't get contaminated and preach something else. Start preaching the world, which a lot of pastors and ministers have. Now they don't have their churches no more. You have to stay with God and preach the word. And stay with him and hear him. We're not preaching the world. We're preaching the kingdom. And the kingdom's in each one of us. Amen. You are a world changer. You're more than overcomers, which means you're world changers. You don't just overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. You were sent from heaven to earth to change this place with the words of your mouth. That's why he says we're more than overcomers. We're world changers now. We don't just overcome. 
we change everything. And the world's going to change very fast and very rapidly when we leave for the worst. That's going to happen fast. And guess what? We'll be witnessing it, witnessing it from heaven, watching how fast it, and how corrupt it gets without us here, without a believer. Remember Abraham? And Lot had eight family members. Abraham knew how many family members he had in Sodom and Gomorrah. And he said, Lord, will you save it for... Where did he start at? A hundred? Yeah. Will you save it for a hundred? And then he went all the... He didn't go all the way to one. He stopped at ten. Why? Because that covered his family's house. Stopped at ten. Will you save it for eight? Amen. Covered him. Amen. One man's faith saved his family from famine and ruin and destruction. One man named Abraham, our father of faith, the father of us all, Paul says. Amen. Isn't God so rich? God's in the saving business. Amen. And so are, and so are we, his children. We're in the saving business. We're in the life-giving business. The breath of life lives in each one of us. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, did you get something from this message? <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming and hearing the word of God. I believe as the day approaches, if we'll do what Hebrews 10.25 says, do not forsake the gathering of yourselves together, but assemble together, we're going to see some amazing miracles and amazing things in the household of God. Amen? I believe miracles are here now, this holiday season. You know, statistically right now, there's more lights up in Orange County than any other year in its history. People need the light. People are seeking the light. People love the joy. People love the light. Some just don't know how good it is yet. That's why we need to snatch him out of the world. Snatch him out of darkness. Amen. I went to a church in Mexico and he closes every service with a fishing pole he has by his podium and puts up Matthew 28.10 that we are now fishers of men. We're fishers of men. We're called to just yank people out of darkness and bring them here to his church, into his glorious light. Amen. Into fellowship with him. No sickness can live here. Amen. When you get a hold of his word, sickness can't live in your body. He's in there. Sickness and God can't dwell together. Amen. You'll never have a bad roommate. <laughs> That's a word for someone. Just believe. Amen. <laughs> only believe. Only believe. All things are possible to them who believe. Amen. Well, let's all stand and just give him some praises and thanksgiving. Father, we thank you for this season of victory. We thank you, Lord, for this season of thanksgiving, joy, peace on earth, and goodwill toward all men, even Governor Newsom. <laughs> and once you see the light, you're just, man, I wish everybody was a Christian. The world would be perfect. It would be a happy, happy place. Happy, happy, happy. Keep it happy. Amen. So let's just win the loss. It'd only take one word in a season of darkness to bring him into the light. I told one girl I saw the, the convenience store the other day. The only thing God told me to tell her was uh, she was running around. I could tell she was a little tormented working there. And I just said before I left, I made a point to go over to her, even though she had people in the line, because God spoke to me. And I said, God loves you. That was all it was. And then I always try to give them a touch, the hand of God. You know, your hands are his. You're the body of Christ. And he touched and gave a word everywhere, everywhere he went. Some people just need a hug, amen? Some people just need love, just a, a, a sense of touch that God cares about them. 
that God is still on the earth in his people. Amen. And a word and a touch will go a long, long way. Amen. I've seen people cry just at one word. Jesus loves you. God loves you. And then you touch him and the power of God, the love of God touches their bodies. And they feel him. Amen. That he's alive. He's alive because we're here on the earth. Praise God. I love you all. Thank you for joining us today. Merry Christmas. I have heard more Merry Christmases this year than I ever have before. People want Christmas. People want Christ. Are they still online? If you're online and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, just say this with me right now. Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus died for me personally and that he rose again. I ask that he comes into my life this Christmas. I repent from all sin. I turn to heaven. I receive your son. Cleanse me from all sin. In Jesus' precious name. And if you said that, now get a Bible in your hands. This is your new covenant. Heaven on earth. We love you. We thank God for you. Bless you. Amen.